Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Batflip Crazy Pod. I'm your host, Toby. Today we're going to be covering one player, Stephen Piscotti, and then we're going to be going into potential waiver wire ads, both hitters and pitchers. You can find me at BatflipCrazy on Twitter or at www.batflipcrazy.com. Let's hop right in. All right, let's hop in uh, and take a look at Stephen Piscotti, who is one of the folks that people on Twitter were interested in learning a little bit more about. First, let's take a peek at his season totals. Uh, Piscotti's batting 253, 35 runs, 7 home runs, 33 RBIs, 0 stolen bases. His walk rate is at 7.8% and his K percentage is at 19.8%. Taking a look at his uh, batted ball profile, um, he's been hitting the ball in the air a little bit more this year, but just slightly. Um, 21% line drive rate as compared to 17.6 last year. Ground ball rate at 47%. 49 percent last year and a fly ball percentage at 32 percent 33 percent last year uh, one of the key things to note about that bat and pro- ball profile is piscotti um, doesn't hit the ball in the air too much which can limit his uh, power potential but his highest fly ball percentage in his career was 36 percent back in 2016 he is hitting the ball harder than at any point in his career though he does have a 41.5 percent hard hit rate It's about a nine-point jump from where he was at last year. Taking a peek at the skills, um, he's had some regression in his O-swing, so he's chasing 35% of pitches outside the zone as compared to 29.5% last year. But the good news is that his Z-contact, or his in-zone contact rate, is up um, at 85.8%, about a 1% increase from last year. So some uh, good signs, some bad signs, you know, you worry about the chase rate, but as long as he's making uh, contact inside the zone, um, that's a positive. Taking a look at his BABIP, it's about 295. His career BABIP is 316. So that's something that we'll have to uh, look at as we we take a peek. Looking at uh, more recent um, performance, because I think that's why a lot of people are interested in him. He's really been kind of... uh, Surging, surging may, may be a little bit of a um, hyperbole for him, but since June 1st, he's hitting 299. He's got 14 runs, four home runs, and 14 RBIs. That's good for a 152 WRC plus, um, which means that he's a he's he's performing 52% above average. So I guess that's a decent surge. His woba in that time is 394. Um, which is actually supported um, by a 423 expected WOBA, according to Baseball Savant. One of the reasons why um, he's been performing better of late, his Z contact is way higher than it it is um, uh, for the season. So his Z contact is at 90.3%. As of yesterday, it's actually higher today, but um, that's a really... um, good sign there and he's got a really strong hard hit rate 44 percent recently his fly ball percentage still staying a little bit um uh, on the low side in the mid in the mid 30 percent which is going to again limit his home run potential Um, his o swing continues to be um, above league average at 35 percent during that time but some really good contact and hard hit um, 
trends that we're starting to see. In terms of power metrics, his um, hard hit fly ball percentage is actually down. Um, it's at 37.5% this year, which is just about league average. Um, but his barrels this year are up. He's at 6.1% uh, barrels per plate appearance this year versus 4.2% last year, which is really nice to see. When we get into his um, X stats, uh, there's some things um, to like here. Generally, the X stats are supporting what he's doing. The average is just in line, but he's actually got more expected home runs. He's at 9.0 expected home runs this year compared to the seven home runs that he's hit. And when we get into a more precise look at his batted ball profile, he's hitting a, a, about 11% fewer dribblers, which are bad ground balls. Um, and he's hitting uh, more ground balls, about 8% more ground balls, uh, a little slightly fewer line drives, but he's hitting um, a 1% uptick in hard drive percentage, which is the best kind of batted ball, which is actually about 2% above average, which is great. He's hitting more fly balls overall, but also some more pop-ups. So that might help us explain a little bit um, why his BABIP is below where it has been in the past. So to kind of summarize what we're seeing with Piscotti, overall there's some positive batted ball and contact rate trends that we're seeing um, recently and year over year, which is a great sign. Um, if he wants to really improve, though, if he could match last year's 29% O swing, which is about league average, with what he's doing right now, it would probably help him um, considerably, and as would hitting more fly balls. Um, you know, he, there was a point this year where he, over 20 games, he was hitting 45% fly balls, which is really where we want to see him um, at and where I think you'll, you'd see a higher, higher power potential from him. Um, in the A's lineup, though, I don't see uh, any reason with kind of the improving skills why he can't do what he did in 2016, which was his best year. Um, during that year, he, um, he hit 273, mid-80s in runs and RBIs, 20-plus uh, 20, uh, 20 home runs with a couple of steals. So um, maybe look to see Piscotti bat you know, around that same 270 mark maybe with 40 runs, 40 RBIs, 10 home runs, um, if he can stay healthy in the second half, which uh, is certainly something that you'll take, particularly in deeper leagues. So that's a little bit of a look at Stephen Piscotti. Hope that was helpful for folks who are interested in learning more, um, some, some good signs there. Um, you know, still some limitations to his upside, but uh, a solid player. All right, I am excited for this uh, portion of the show. This is the first time that we're going to be going into waiver wires, uh, going, going to take a look at the waiver wire. Uh, I'm not going to go into as deep of an analysis of each of these players since um, there's just, uh, I'd rather cover a lot of them and kind of show the highlights of you know, what you're looking at at this point in the season. A lot of the guys who you know, are, are, you know are going to contribute value are already on rosters. And so we're really looking for, you know, some potential upside or things that we're seeing in recent stats uh, from these players uh, to, to see if they deserve to be added in your leagues. So the first guy we're going to cover is Will Smith, who got his first save tonight um, for the Giants, uh, which was a little bit surprising. Um, there's obviously a number of 
guys who have been kind of in the mix for saves with the Giants. But having Will Smith get the save is is pretty pretty awesome just from a skill standpoint. Smith this year has been the Giants' best reliever. Tony Watson has been very good, but when you look at the skills, Will Smith is just a little bit um, a little bit better, particularly when it comes to strikeouts. So Smith has a 17.7% swinging strike rate this year and a 28.2% K-minus walk rate, which is elite. I mean, if he could stay the closer, if you knew he was going to stay the closer, he would be worth a, a pretty significant fab bid because the skills here are are awesome. And I tweeted out uh, earlier this week some of the skill leaders for qualified relief pitchers over the last month, and Smith was all over that, both in terms of swinging strike rate, but also his K-minus walk rate. So not only has he been pitching well this year, but he's been pitching well recently. And so he's a guy that I might be a little bit aggressive with on the wire just because the skills are so good. And if he can stay there and he can get set in the job, um, he may be even so good that when Hunter Strickland comes back, he'll He'll keep him from regaining the job. So he's a guy that I'm definitely looking at as kind of my primary pitching target on the waiver wire. Beyond that, we're really looking for guys who have upside who can really help out. And there's some, there's actually a fair, uh, quite a few names that I'm, I'm kind of intrigued with this, this week. Uh, the first guy I'll talk about is John Gant, a uh, pitcher for the Cardinals. You know, his, his major issue has been getting a shot in the rotation given um, prior to the injuries to the Cardinals rotation, the the quality that they had there. But he's got a 12.1% swinging strike rate, a 12.6% K-minus walk rate in a small 33-inning sample. But that K-minus walk rate is a bit deceiving because his, his uh, control numbers are actually uh, looking good. He's got above-average uh, first-pit strike percentage and an above-average zone percentage. And so you're likely going to see that walk rate decrease. Um, and there's actually potential for that K rate to go up. So I actually think that 12.6 minus uh, K minus walk rate is a little bit deceiving. Um, what's what's great is that XStats gives him a, two, uh, a 254 XOBA, which is terrific for a starting pitcher. So that's really exciting to see from Gant. He's also got a, a, a knockout pitch. He's got a nasty changeup that has a above 20% swinging strike rate, about a 50% O swing percentage. And so those are kind of the different things you look for in a guy uh, who might be able to break out. He's going against Atlanta, uh, I think, on Sunday. And so it'll be interesting to see how he does there and to see what that does for his fab price. Next guy I'm going to look at is Matt Strom with the Padres. You know, he's not really a starting pitcher. He's throwing, uh, on average, about two innings per appearance. But since he started throwing those multi-inning appearances on May 27th, he's been lights out. In those eight outings, he's got a 1.04 ERA, a .63 whip, and a 28.1% K-minus walk rate. That comes along with some really strong skills, including a 13.8% swinging strike rate, 34% O-swing, 70.3% first pitch strike, and a 48% zone percentage. All of those are really elite numbers from a pitcher. And so if you're looking for a guy to boost your ratios, maybe get you a win if he's the second guy who comes in during a bullpen day, something like that, Matt Strom might be a really good guy to look at there. Next guy on the list is Nick Kingham. This is more probably for your, your 12, 12 team leagues. He's owned in most 15s, but um, with Chad Cool's injury, he's likely to get 
hopefully the next shot. I mean, he's proven that he can pitch at the big league level so far. At the big league level in the 35 innings pitched, he has an 11.7% swinging strike rate and a 19.5% K- walk rate. Both of those are um, above average numbers and are great. And he's posting a 291 uh, exoba uh, over that same time, that those same 35 innings, which is, again, you know, very good for a starting pitcher. That's solid for a starting pitcher. I don't know if I'd say go- very good. Uh, so with it, with Chad Cool's injury, he's likely to get the call up. How long that's going to last for, I'm not sure, but he really does have the skills, I think, to succeed and would be a really good pickup. He's got solid control, 67 point, uh, six, 67% first pitch strike rate, which is great. He's got that um, swing and miss stuff, and he's got a lethal slider, 24.5% swinging strike rate on that pitch and a high O swing as well. So he's a guy that you know, um, could really help out, uh, especially in, you know, deeper, uh, deeper leagues, um, you know, 12 team leagues. He's a solid ad. Jonathan Loisaga is another guy who, you know, the Yankees talk about, um, just incredible talent that they have coming up through their system in his 14 inning innings pitched, obviously a very small sample, but he's got a 13% swinging strike rate. He's got a 17.5% K minus walk rate, but that's comes with a 31% K rate. He's got a very low walk percentage in the minors, and he's got a 66.7% first pitch strike rate and a 35% O swing. So I really think his walk walk numbers, he's at about six walks per nine. That number is going to come down. You're going to see that K minus walk rate increase. And so, you know, again, you're looking at a guy who's potentially a a difference maker. Now the key is going to be for Loisaga you know, whether he can stay in the rotation. Obviously, Domingo Herman has also shown some nice skills despite the poor start last week uh, when um, uh, Masahiro Tanaka comes back. There's only going to be one spot in that rotation and those two guys battling it out, and it'll be interesting to see which guy they go with. Um, in addition to the great numbers that I sh- talked about before, Loisaga also has a nasty curveball, 21.4% swinging strike rate, in a small sample, obviously, I think it's 89 pitches, but um, still nasty and a guy who has upside and a guy who's who may be available in a lot of 15-team leagues. Three names that I'm also going to throw out there is just guys to kind of monitor. Um, maybe take a if you're if you're really desperate for pitching or not even really desperate, but if you're looking for some guys who may have a little bit of uh, strikeout upside who don't who haven't shown it yet. Trevor Williams, Sal Romano, and Derek Holland all have seen their swinging strike rates surge over the last few weeks, and that's as a result of a different pitch mix. They're all throwing um, their best uh, breaking pitches more often, and so that's something that we really like to see. And so, you know, those guys have definitely have a pretty low floor to them, so you want to be careful about how you start them. But those guys are all... Um, kind of showing some skill increases that always pique my interest. And so those might be guys that you want to either uh, pick up and stash, see how they do, um, you know, maybe pick them up if they've got a good matchup, um, you know, really just kind of monitor those guys. And if you have space on your roster, they're worth, they're definitely worth a stash. Next, we're going to get into some hitters. The hitting, hitting is pretty bare bones right now. Um, so I'm gonna, only going to focus on four guys, but they're they're all really interesting. The first one who should be on everybody's radar is Jorge Polanco. 
Um, he's back soon from his suspension. I think he's eligible to come back, I think, next uh, Thursday, I want to say. Um, but, um, you know, he, he did have an injured finger. He just started his rehab stint, so he may be a little, uh, little late coming back. Last year, he had 13 home runs and 13 stolen bases, which is where, you know, a lot of his value um, comes from as well as a decent batting average. He also batted in the middle of the lineup for the Twins last year. I'm not sure whether he's going to do that this year, but um, that's pretty intriguing. What's super intriguing is that in the second half, with some um, swing changes, um, Polanco really thrived, and he actually put up 10 of those 13 home runs and 7 of those 13 stolen bases. Now, if you could, if you could say, hey, I, I'm going to add a guy that's going to hit 10 home runs and steal 7 bases, over the course of the second half of the season, that's somebody you want, particularly in deeper leagues. In 15-team leagues, if he's unowned, he's definitely a guy you want to put in a decent fab bib for because he could really help you down the stretch. The next guy up is Keon Broxton, um, who just got called up from the Brewers. He's a little bit more of a dicey call just because when Lorenzo Cain comes up um, and if Christian Yelich isn't out for too long with his back issues, you're probably gonna um, he's gonna be on a major crunch for playing time. But last year he went last year he went 20-20, uh, 20 home runs and 21 stolen bases, I believe. Um, we all know that Broxton like K's like crazy. So he had a 38% K rate last year. Um, really, his average is dependent on his BABIP and whether he can maintain a really high one. But anybody who's got 20-20 potential, who's going to steal bases, who's going to hit for power. Um, he's a guy that you want to target unless you have major concerns about your average. If you've got a high average already, he's a guy that might be able to help you here for a couple weeks. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. Injuries happen. Um, if he plays well like he did today when he had four RBIs, um, then you know who, who knows what will happen. The Brewers need to play their, their hot hand so that they can uh, keep up in the playoff race. So Keon Broxton's a guy who, if you're looking for power, if you're looking for stolen bases, you could do a lot worse than him. Two guys in shallower leagues that are um, way un under-owned are Jesse Winker and uh, Jake Bowers. Uh, Jesse Winker really um, shouldn't be unowned in any league, um, 12 teams and up. Uh, over his last 30 games, he's got an elite 20% O swing. His Z contact is at 89%, which is well above average. His hard hit rate is at 49%, which is well above average. And his fly ball percentage is at 35%, which doesn't sound great, but for him, that's actually pretty good. He's one of these um, uh, kind of lower fly ball percentage guys recently. And that's actually shown up in the results, all those skills that he's shown. He's hitting 324 nine runs, five home runs, and 19 RBIs, no stolen bases, um, over the last 30 games, which is awesome. So if he's still sitting there on the waiver wire, you could do a lot worse than adding him. Kind of a mini winker is uh, Jake Bowers, who's been really impressive for the Rays since coming up. Um, he's got a 24% O swing, which is 5%, 5%, 6% league average, which is solid, especially for a rookie coming up his first um, time seeing big league pitching. His 78.1% Z contact is not great. Um, it's about 7% below average, so you want to see a higher rate there. But the good news is that that's headed up. So it's 83% over his last 14 games. So he is making progress. And I think that's one thing that's super impressive about Bowers is just looking at his minor league profile. He doesn't strike out a lot. You know, hits a lot of, um, doesn't hit a ton of fly balls. 
um, but seems to make a lot of uh, good contact. And he seems to be transitioning that same profile over to the big leagues. His 47% hard hit rate is awesome. Um, again, as I mentioned, he's got a low fly ball rate uh, in the minors, and that's held up here in, in the majors so far at 23.5%. So um, all four of those hitters are guys that for different reasons um, could really help teams uh, if, you can, if you can pick them up um, on your waiver wire. Those are uh, overall, that's you know, 10 to 12 guys that could be out there on your waiver wire, uh, especially in shallower leagues and some deeper leagues. Some of them will be, some of them won't be. But really at this point in the season, you're really looking at your team, seeing what your needs are, and do any of these guys really fit your needs? And that's what you really need to be looking at and going for, unless there's somebody like a Polanco who, you know, I think his ADP was in the... 175 to 200 range so he's a guy that would have been owned in every league if he hadn't gotten suspended for half the year so he's a guy you'll be looking to add in any league the other guys you know you you can uh, you know winker i think is a guy who can be owned in every league broxton and bowers um, depends on what you what you need and how much risk you're willing to take but those are all good guys those pitchers i'm actually surprised that there's that many pitchers who have some potential um to help out at this point in time. Anyways, I hope that was a helpful overview of the waiver wire, some of the guys that I'm looking about, thinking through. Um, give us some feedback. Was this helpful? Was it not helpful? Um, in what ways? And uh, we'd love to, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you and, and hope this was helpful. Good luck on the waiver wire this week. Well, that'll wrap up the third episode of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast. Once again, I'm Toby. You can follow me on Twitter at Bat Flip Crazy or my blog at batflipcrazy.com. Please uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. Hope the waiver wire section was helpful. Hope these player analyses are helpful. Um, feel free, tweet me. Um, let me know what was good, what was bad. This is the third episode, so hopefully as we move forward, we will uh, continue to improve and, and make this podcast something helpful for all fantasy baseball owners. Thanks so much for listening.